Hello, and welcome to Fueling Transformation, a podcast hosted by Impact 100 Metro Detroit, a nonprofit serving nonprofits. We are a group of women from all walks of life who practice the work of collective giving. Since our inception in 2016, we have gifted over $1 million. Fueling Transformation has been our motto since day one, and it was a no-brainer that had become the name of our podcast. The amazing nonprofit organizations in Metro Detroit are the true heroes. Our grants simply help fund transformational projects that these nonprofit heroes work so hard to execute. This podcast is intended to highlight the work of local nonprofit heroes in Metro Detroit, connect our members and listeners to those nonprofits who could use their help, and aid women in becoming philanthropic leaders in their communities. And now, here's Fueling Transformation. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for being here. Uh, Happy to have you as a guest on our podcast, Fueling Transformation. In our time here, I'd love to get to know you. Uh, We wanted our focus to be on charitable giving. So we'll be talking about that a little bit and then how our audience can increase their charitable giving. So let's get started. I'd like to get to know a little bit about you and and how you got involved in, in what you're doing today, how you got involved in Impact 100, a little bit about your background. Absolutely. And I I definitely want to, you know, say I'm so happy to be here. I'm really grateful that I was asked to join the podcast. This is a really fun, exciting thing for Impact. I'm happy we're in the podcasting world. So I'm very excited to be here Um, to give you a bit about my background. So professionally, I am the I am in the financial services industry. Um, I've been in the industry for around 14 years. Um, You know, I work at a financial planning firm called the Center for Financial Planning in Southfield. And um, it's really been a fun journey for me. I largely focus on investments, but (laughs) um, I was looking for a challenge in my career. I was looking to, you know, get an additional certification And uh, I bumped into a certification called the Chartered Advisor uh, of Philanthropy. So Chartered Advisor uh, in Philanthropy uh, really stuck out. And I'm like, oh, what's this? I I like community. I like volunteering. I like, (laughs) you know, what what does this mean? So um, after looking through the program, um, I recognized that uh, it, it offers a wonderful way for people to maintain their financial planning goals while also being able to meet um, their philanthropic uh, wants or desires to, to help their community. So um, me being someone who loves community so much, um, you know, I thought like, this is awesome. You know, you, you can't get better than this. So <laughs> that's great. I've not heard of that certification. Yeah. So I ended up getting that certification, really enjoyed it. Another one of my uh, colleagues was a member of Impact 100 and told me about it, you know, essentially saw that I was getting the designation and said like, hey, you you may, you know, you may like this. And um, sure enough, love Impact, love what we do. Um, I love the model around this collective giving. And this is my... I. I want to say this is my third giving cycle Um, and this is my second year on the board. So really exciting for me. Uh, I am on the nonprofit relations committee, so I co-chair that. 
That's right. So tell us a little bit about the Nonprofit Relations Committee. Absolutely. So um, I would say there are like three core parts of, of what we do. Um, we participate in a couple of other things, but I would say our main goals are essentially to um, spread brand awareness to nonprofits, right? So, you know, we want to make sure everyone knows about Impact 100 and nonprofits are aware of it and they can apply for our grant. So that's one of our, our key uh, goals as a committee. The second thing that we really focus on is this idea of training nonprofits uh, for the grant application process. So, you know, tips and tricks, um, helping them to understand just the general layout, what the timeline looks like, just really communicating our process to them. And then the third, uh, you know, thing that our committee does is when we are close to our big give and we have our finalists, we essentially kind of shepherd them through the process. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you know, Eileen, there's a lot going on in the background to make yes. an event like that happen. So yeah. uh, we try to keep our nonprofit finalists in the loop and make sure they feel equipped and as prepared as possible to um, give it their all. So <laughs> that's, that's great. Well, I, and that's really the lifeblood of Impact 100 Metro Detroit is, is the grant process. I, when I first got involved, I jumped on the grant review committee. I was definitely lost my first year. I did it again last year. And now I'm co-leading one of the groups, one of the uh, uh, focus areas. And it, it's really exciting to, to hear all the nonprofits and what they do. Just amazing, amazing work. Um, and an exciting process, especially to be able to call them as they did this morning, you know, congratulations, you passed the financial review. Uh, Absolutely. So that's if, exciting. If you are a new member or you are thinking about joining Impact, mm -hmm. I've done the grant review committee as well. Mm -hmm. My my little secret to you, <laughs> join. It's so much join. fun. Yes. You'll really get uh, a chance to see, you know, a, a core part of our process. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I can't go without, um, you know, advocating for my own committee, the Nonprofit Relations Committee. Such a cool way to learn about the nonprofits in Metro mm -hmm. Detroit. So much fun. It is. It is. And like any organization, the more you get involved, the more, you know, the more you get out of it and the more you can give. Um, and really our whole point is, is charitable giving. I mean, that's, that's the focus of what we do. So um, how did, how do you describe your philosophy of, of charitable giving and how did you become so passionate about it? I will, I'll start with the passion. Okay. So <laughs> I grew up on the West side of Detroit uh, in a community called Northwest Rosedale Park. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, I, <laughs> I have to say, I mean, Detroit has a reputation, but honestly, I had an awesome childhood. I had the best childhood. Um, I knew all my neighbors. I, you know, grew up in a very diverse community, culturally, racially, religious wise. I mean, it, it was just a nice melting pot. Um, you know, block parties were commonplace, community plays, community sports. Um, all those things were commonplace for me. So the idea of community um, and really caring for the people around you uh, was something that I learned and something that, you know, I participated in at a very young age. So I would say like, that's kind of the, <laughs> that's the mm -hmm. genesis 
mm-hmm. my passion around um, community and supporting people as a community or supporting each other uh, within mm-hmm. a community. So, you know, I grew up, I, I guess I, I would say it's more of a, a personal value. Um, but in terms of my giving philosophy, I would say I love a win-win situation. I mean, honestly, that's kind of my life philosophy. <laughs> I, like, I love right. a win-win situation. And so, you know, for, from my perspective as a professional in financial services, I love the fact that you can have a situation where um, an individual can be doing the things that help support them and their values um, and their financial goals and needs um, from a philanthropic perspective, uh, while also, you know, obviously the end goal is they're supporting their community. So you get the individual win, you know, as someone who is giving, you, you're able to give in um, a smart way. And mm-hmm. For the communities that you're a part of, you know, they're able to receive the the benefit of that, that gifting. So I think it's a win-win situation. And those are always my favorite situations. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it, 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 it always feels good to give, but particularly to, to something that aligns with your own values and, and an organization that you're passionate about. So and that's great. And, and, and how how we grow up has a huge influence on how we see the world too. I, my parents were big volunteers. And so with the expectation of volunteering, um, so I had throughout my life. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, what shapes us. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure if we asked everyone from impact, like I, I feel like people who are that, you know, as passionate as the women in impact are probably people that started from a young age and have, you know, so. saw it growing up kind of thing. Yeah. I'd say it's a big influence on us and, you know, our immediate family are the kind of circle around us. Mm-hmm. So how has your philosophy evolved over, over the years in terms of charitable giving? You know what? So I wouldn't say it has evolved because I still always like win-win situations. I think (laughs) I'm laughing a little bit at this, but uh, Eileen, I'm sure you can relate that tax law changes all the time. Oh, of course. So so it's not a reason, it's not a reason not to give just because it's not a reason uh, to not give. In Mm -hmm. some cases, it it is a reason to give, (laughs) not the primary reason, but it could be one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But it changes all the time. So your your gifting strategies, again, this idea of giving in a smart way, that Mm -hmm. changes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we just try to be try to be flexible with the times and, and, you know, stay savvy on what's going on in the world, what's going on in our government and uh, give, you know, in ways that align with that. How do you address it when people say, you know, I, I, I have limited income, I can't, I can't afford to give. So there are a couple of things. Um, a lot of nonprofits uh, nowadays, if you want a gift, uh, if you want to give them financial resources, a lot of times you don't have to really do like a lump sum give. Um, many of them have programs where you can give a little bit month by month and yeah. they make it very accessible and flexible for you to give. So, you know, we're not, <laughs> as some of us are, um, 
you know, we give to a fault and we're, we're not trying to put anyone out of their home because they're trying to give give to a nonprofit. It's, it's more or less, you know, do what's reasonable for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say start small, um, Mm -hmm. see how the nonprofit, you know, is using resources. You can do that by doing, you know, research on their website, um, but also by volunteering, you know, volunteering Mm -hmm. tells you a lot about um, how a nonprofit works and it can give you a strong sense of whether that nonprofit will um, be sustainable. So um, Mm -hmm. I would say, hey, start out, give what you can, give small, Mm -hmm. give incrementally, um, volunteer, um, actually, you know, talk to the nonprofit, do your research. And over time, you know, as you feel comfortable with how the nonprofit uses your resources and hopefully, and, and, you know, likely probable, you will, you know, your life circumstance will likely improve and you'll be in a position to, you know, be able to give more substantially. And by that time, you'll really know the nonprofit. So you'll be Mm -hmm. very confident that give and you'll feel like wow this is really meaningful this is really going to help so start small don't overwhelm yourself that's my advice (laughs) I think it's a a great way to do it I mean I you know shout out to WDET I can pay my monthly contribution um, and it's a pretty painless way to do it I mean it's kind of like as an employer the way we get employees to participate in a 401k plan if you have it come out of your income every paycheck you don't even miss it Yes. Um, and that's, that's really the, the best way to do it. Cause it is kind of daunting. And somebody says, well, I, I can't give a thousand dollars. I can't give $10,000. Um, even impact 100 uh, Metro Detroit. I mean, it's, it's sometimes that thousand dollars is, is a lot for yeah. newer in their career. So we allow them to pay it out on a monthly basis, which is um, far more doable and something that, um, that we can budget. Um, Absolutely. I love that you brought that up because collective giving groups, you know, maybe if you feel like your, your uh, financial resource alone is, is maybe Mm -hmm. doesn't go a long way, get together with your friends, get together with your family, you Mm -hmm. know, join a group like impact and, Mm -hmm. you know, make, (laughs) make a, a give together. There's nothing like, um, getting a community of people together to support a community of people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something that feels good about that. So Sure. And they're, they're vested in it. And I had actually never participated in a collective giving organization until Impact 100 Metro Detroit. But that power of, you know, I'm giving a little tiny bit, but I mean, these are impactful grants. Mm-hmm. You know, $100,000 is a game changer for a lot of nonprofits, Oh yeah, so that's obviously what we look for in our grant review process. But yeah, yeah, when they're trying to scale, I mean, mm-hmm. any anyone who owns a business on the call or you know does that that type of work, it is really hard to scale. And yeah. a lot of times we we find these nonprofits that um you know they're they're right there, they're just about mm-hmm. to go. You know, you know, <laughs> emerge, you know, to the other side of, of scaling mm-hmm. their business. And, um, you know, we're able to, to help them and, and allow them to be able to do that and, and be able to um, help people widen their, their kind of range of, of help for people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mm-hmm. help them do more so that their work is impactful. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it does help that collective giving, you may feel like, you know, what you give is, is a small amount, but what is it like you, um, everyone is a finger, but together we're, we're a fist. Oh, I love <laughs> so it. That's a great strong. analogy. Yeah. It's really yeah. strong when you, when you put it all together. And people tell me when I joined that you'll, um, even though you're only giving your small part, you know, big feels big for a lot of people, but I mean, it, it is yeah. part that once we get to identifying and voting on the, the, um, the final recipients, um, it does, it feels like that's my personal money that I'm giving, even though there's, you know, no way I'm giving a hundred thousand dollars, but collectively, um, it's really powerful. Um, mm-hmm. it's exciting to be part of that. So, um, I don't know if giving, um, what's the one you see bumper stickers of all the time, the giving circle. Is that- yeah. Yes. I never understood what that was until I joined impact 100. I still never been involved in it, but I'm guessing it's, it's a similar model. I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but it, it is very powerful. Like what you're hearing. Join us across the country. Impact 100 organizations empower women as philanthropists to pool their resources and deliver a greater impact to the communities. Impact 100's Metro Detroit, the first such group in Michigan, has experienced growth each year, and we have given over $1 million since our inception in 2016. Each year, Impact 100 members each donate $1,000 toward collective grants in increments of $100,000, which we award to nonprofit finalists who receive the most member votes. Our mission is to fuel transformation in Metro Detroit by uniting women to support local nonprofit heroes and award high-impact grants. Membership for our next grant cycle is available now. Visit impact100metrodetroit.org to learn more or shoot us an email at info at impact100metrodetroit.org. This information will also be available in the description box of this episode. So how do we encourage people to, to start? I mean, you talked about starting small, volunteering. How do you begin to identify nonprofits that you might want to give to? Well, that is <laughs> that's a pretty, that, that's a detailed, there's a detailed response there, but yeah. um, I will keep it simple for the, the okay. sake of the podcast. Um, I've written a couple of blogs about it. So, you know, if you see my information, you could <laughs> go to my okay. Okay. look at the blogs, but to keep it simple, um, I think the easiest way, as I mentioned, when you volunteer, I mean, it's different yeah. seeing like the, maybe the facade of a website and, you know, the, you see the the image that people want to give you. It's different when you actually walk in the building and, sure. and you see how they function, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. can see if this is something that's functional. So, you know, and obviously I know in in the um, environment we're in now, you you have to be smart about the way you do that. So, you know, it may not be something you do this year, but in the future, that's something you want to think about. Another thing you want to think about is often um, established nonprofits will have information on their website that um, will tell you about their contributors, um, their their top contributors. They will, you know, show you essentially their balance sheets. Um, they will tell you about their program initiatives. Mm-hmm. So there's some detailed information 
that you can get from from larger nonprofits to get a greater mm -hmm. sense of um, how, I guess, legitimate, for lack of better words, they are. But sure. um, definitely, certainly give you a sense of um, if that's a nonprofit that you'd like to personally partner with. Great place to start. I, I think a lot of us uh, pursue our own passions. You know, what is it we're interested in? Do we want to support nonprofits that, that help children? Do we want to help, um, you know, in the whole realm of human trafficking? Um, do we want to help women who've been in abusive situations? I mean, now we're saying, and of course, over the last couple of years, uh, Black Lives Matter and, and all kinds of other issues that have come up. And now with the Ukraine conflict, um, I just posted on my, my company intranet for our EAP, a whole slew of resources for how you can give to nonprofits in, in Ukraine and so forth. Um, and those are ones you wouldn't necessarily get a chance to volunteer for, but I think it's following your passion. And you know, where, where do I feel like I can make an impact or where, where I find an organization that's truly making an impact on either their local community or on the larger community? Yeah. And, that, is and, that something you found? Absolutely. And I'll also say this for people who are, you know, I, I talked about financial statements and things like that. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, if that's not your thing, obviously reach out to your CPA. They can help you out with some calculations, but also <laughs> the, the easy button, uh, maybe to look at, there's some awesome websites that um, do due diligence for you. So um, ah, okay. Navigator, GuideStar, um, you know, these are companies that help, um, you know, they, they do that, that, uh, research for you. So, you know, to your point, Eileen, you can kind of just pick an area of passion, you know, something that you're connected to and, you know, find that nonprofit on, on one of those websites and mm -hmm. they'll, they'll let you know how they measure up. Um, another thing that you want to, you know, as you use those types of sites, you want to be sure that there's no like um, no pay to play to be like ranked on their list or to, to be evaluated um, because that can obviously there's a conflict of interest there yeah. <laughs> that can bias yeah. results. But uh, but other than that, you know, um, there's some great ones as I mentioned. I I like Charity Navigator. I like GuideStar. Those are two. Um, I'm sure there are others that are are very credible, good sites, but yeah, check those out. If you, if you uh, want to press the easy button there. <laughs> so that just, you just go onto those websites and then search a particular nonprofit. And I would yes. assume they have sort of standard criteria that they're looking at. Uh, yes. Evaluate each nonprofit. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's yeah. it. That's a great way to do it. Um, what else can you share with our audience about things they should think about for charitable giving, um, how, how to approach it, how we talked about a little bit, how to make it affordable. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say being 2022 specific, maybe things to look out for. Um, you have some, some headwinds and some tailwinds for, for charitable gifting, but I'd say the three major areas that I am thinking about um, that may impact giving in 2022 would be 
inflation. I know we're all kind of feeling that a little bit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. Inflation is happening, um, interest rate trends, and then obviously, um, you know, government changes that are happening. So when we think about the, you know, inflation, obviously, your money may not stretch as far. So if I'm a nonprofit, you know, maybe the the headwinds that I'm thinking about are, you know, my overhead's going to be more expensive. That's <laughs> so there. You, you're probably going to have to put a lot more effort into fundraising, and mm-hmm. then you know, people are potentially, and, and not everyone, but you know, people are being a little bit more conservative. Maybe not as as much discretionary cash. So, um, you know, those are those are headwinds. However, I will say this. In 2020, and let me make sure I'm going to, I wrote down some of my factoids because I, (laughs) I like to get my numbers right. Fair enough. um, In 2020, when, uh, you know, when we were essentially, you know, not doing great at all, we we stopped the economy, um, you know, U.S. giving rose by 5.1% and corporate giving rose by 17% in the same period of time. So, you know, wow. yes, we have inflation. Yes, people, you know, have to be more conservative, but also people are very caring and, and they're, you know, people have been doing their best to give. So, um, wow. you know, there, there are some, in terms of trends, there are some positive trends. In fact, I believe corporate giving has increased uh, over the last 10 years, every year. So. So yeah, if I'm a nonprofit, um, you know, maybe think about more of those corporate um, connections, you know, mm-hmm. think about partnering with with businesses, local businesses. And mm-hmm. again, you know, I love my win-win situation, a local nonprofit, a local business. It sounds good to me. <laughs> That's a great combination. I, I actually, I'm thrilled to hear that, that corporate giving is up that much because I would have thought, um, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic two years ago, hard to imagine this is two years ago, you know, companies were laying off, you know, Mm -hmm. this great resignation and the scramble for talent. But, you know, for the first several months of it, retail was hit hard, food service, anything, um, any organizations that had to shut down, you know, that have employees on site. And so I would have thought companies would have contracted in their giving, at least, you know, six months of the pandemic. Well, I think it's tough because different industries were impacted by the pandemic in different ways, right? If I'm a tech company, if I'm if I'm Zoom, <laughs> oh yeah, that was stock to buy. <laughs> yeah, I was impacted in a positive way. So, um, so I think different depending on the the industry. You know, some to your point, some you know did not have a a. a a good time at all. So it was very mm-hmm. hard for um, a lot of businesses, particularly uh, for local businesses too. You know, when yeah. I talk about the big corporations, mm-hmm. local businesses, very tough. Um, oh, yeah. but there are other businesses that, you know, really ticked up. So I think mm-hmm. if we're really, you know, if you were going to stratify that, you would probably see the giving coming from specific industries, but mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, the pandemic, we're two years in, but the giving trend over the last 10 years has increased. So, you know, my thought is that people want to give, businesses want to give, and we're trending in that direction. So yes, they're 2022. We, I think we're all pros at kind of dealing with 
adverse scenarios at this point, <laughs> but, um, but the trends are, are in our favor, um, in terms of, of giving, if I'm a nonprofit, um, and, and when we think about interest rates, I mean, similarly, a lot of people give, um, from their investment accounts. So mm -hmm. the fed has said that they're going to raise rates at some point and we don't under, you know, we, I, I can't predict the future. That's not, I never, I've never tried to, no. <laughs> and I don't want to, but, um, but you know, it's, it's out there that the fed, uh, no. couldn't increase interest rates, which may, you know, we don't really know how that will impact, um, the stock market and, and, you know, because people typically, uh, not everyone, but some people give through their investment accounts that may impact mm, that is interesting. Uh, giving. So, so yeah, a couple of a couple of headwinds there, um, but it's not. But again, like we have to think about um, who it helps, who it hurts. I mean, the from an interest rate standpoint, a lot of times it it hurts younger people who maybe have a lot of student loans or mm -hmm. have a, you know they they um, haven't paid off their home. You know, when people who are building life and uh, you know maybe taking on debt to do that <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it, it's more impactful but for older people um it may not be as mm -hmm. impactful so if i'm if i was thinking about you know maybe communities to to consider um you know let's think about low debt that type of uh community mm -hmm. i'm a nonprofit so so yeah there are there are a couple of things happening um we know that uh, you know our president wants to uh, introduce some some different legislation, so that mm -hmm. is going to have an impact on on what giving looks like. Um, and also, I'll say their legislation, particularly when it comes to to capital gains on investments, there's been some talk about that changing. Um, that actually might be a good thing for for charitable giving because a lot of times, um, you know, if if capital gains rates increase, then people think about um, you know some some different strategies to help with that. If they're having a year where you know the they know their taxes are going to kind of kill them. <laughs> they, mm -hmm. You know, that's the year where you might want to think about some charitable giving because there are um, some tax incentives in place that the government has, has given us to to uh, go ahead and be charitable. If you know that's something you want to do, then, uh, you know, it, it might it may be the time. So those are the things I'm thinking about okay. and uh, gifting in 2022. Again, I I can't predict the future, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it and see how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, and if you get a tax write-off uh, in the process, that's all the better. You know, I'm thinking of student loans, and this is, an, an, you know, I'm in, in HR, and so I pay attention to a lot of this stuff, like uh, why aren't employees giving to their 401k, and a lot of it is they're strapped with um, student loans mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that burden them for years and years. So now one of the very popular benefits that we just added in the last year that a lot of companies are adding is contribution to student loans. Uh, yeah. There's some clawbacks attached to it, like you, you'd attach with student uh, with uh, tuition assistance or relocation assistance when somebody leaves the company. But you know, it's it's a way of helping to helping 
address people's financial well-being so that then they can begin to save more. Um, so I would encourage uh, listeners to, to, who have student loans to talk to their companies to see if mm-hmm. to help them pay off their student loans, because that could prevent somebody from giving. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Early on. Yeah. yeah, it does. And you said early on, it doesn't have to be a huge amount, you know, $10 a month. Absolutely. Um, yep. Adds up. Um, and if that's all you can give, then you can incrementally increase that. So, so what else, um, how else can we encourage our listeners and Impact 100 members in particular, but, you know, we have a, a broad group of listeners. How can we encourage them to increase their charitable giving? All right. So what are some quick takeaways. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Perfect kind of segue from, from the last question you asked. Um, so there are, I, I guess I'll talk to you about like two ideas. Um, that's pretty commonplace at, at my firm, but two opportunities. I think it will help listeners to just be aware of things that they can do to, to gift um, and again, smart ways that create those win-win situations for everyone involved. So the first way uh, is using a donor advised fund. Um, and so a donor advised fund, essentially, you know, again, when we were talking about the capital gains, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. increasing. so you can literally put, um, you can donate different uh positions from your uh, from your current investment accounts and add to this donor advice fund, um, which is also an investment account. You can transfer you can transfer, you know, stocks over um, if you if they have a high amount of, of capital gains and doing that transferred into your donor advice fund, you actually don't experience um, you know, the the weight of those capital gains. So if you were to take that money out, um, you know, you would have to pay your taxes on it and then use that money to gift to a nonprofit. But if you use the donor advice fund, you can kind of cut that middle part out um, and be able to, um, you know, have some benefit of actually, you know, you, you get some benefits from uh, tax benefits from using a donor advice fund. Wow. So it doesn't, rather than going to me as an individual, it goes directly to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wow. you can, choose, you can get great. the tax benefit when you actually make the, when you open the donor advice fund, but you also, you know, when we talked about doing your diligence and kind of taking time and understanding who you want to partner with, mm-hmm. you don't have to give your gift at that moment. If you want to take a little bit more time to figure out who you want to give to, um, you can do that. Again, you're using, um, you know, investable assets. So that money can grow over time. So you can make a more substantial gift in the, you know, in the future, if you wanted to hold off, um, you know, a, a year or two or a couple of years, you can do that. So it offers a lot of flexibility. If you're someone, you know, that you are going to add, um, you know, philanthropy is one of your goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, charity is one of your goals. If you know that's something that you're going to do anyway, you know, this is a way you can kind of help to take those gains off the table, particularly in a year, let's say like you're selling a business or you're doing something where, you know, you're going to incur a, a pretty mm-hmm. heavy tax bill. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can no, do that's... Something like this to help offset. So, um, so that's one way that you can, uh, 
you know, give, give in a, in a smart way that supports your financial goals and also your, your uh, community. The second one, and again, it's say one more time for a donor advised fund, a donor advised fund. Okay, good. I'm going to write that one down. Yes. These are all conversations to have with your financial advisor. Good one. And then the second one. So if you are uh, 70 and a half and you pay a, or you are asked to, or actually you're required, you're literally required to take, <laughs> the name is a required minimum distribution, yep. um, RMDs. So those are, you know, at, at a certain age, you have to start taking your required minimum distributions um, from your IRA accounts, um, your qualified accounts. So, uh, <laughs> and you can actually, if you are again in a situation where, um, you know, maybe you're on Medicare, Medicaid, um, and you are using a certain benefit where there is sort of a, um, there's a limit on income to receive mm -hmm. that benefit. You know, you, you may be like right at a, you may be like right at a point where if you take out money for your uh, RMD, that might push you over the threshold and it may mm -hmm. compromise the benefits you're able to get. So if you're trying to think of a way where, you know, again, if you know you give like people, um, you know, they're organizations that are our favorites, you know, you give to them anyway. Instead of doing your required minimum distribution, you can um, actually do a qualified charitable distribution. <laughs> and so essentially, you know, you can take your, um, the either the RMD amount, or you can actually even go up to, I believe it's a hundred thousand um, dollars in, in one year you can contribute, but you know, you can go up to a pretty substantial amount and wow. not incur um, the issue of that being counted as, as your, uh, income for that year. So, so yeah, okay. those are <laughs> kind of those two great ideas. ideas. I'm, I'm going to follow yeah. up on those myself. Those are, those are great. Yeah. So I get for doing my own taxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's something to be said about working with a financial planner. So yeah, those are great, great ideas. So any, any final words for our listeners and things to think about for charitable giving and, and for Impact 100 Metro Detroit in particular? Absolutely. So here, here's me, you know, for, <laughs> for the, the listeners, imagine Jacqueline standing on her soapbox here, here I go. <laughs> Okay. Take it away, Jacqueline. <laughs> so the, the last thing I would recommend uh, when it comes to charitable giving is really understand the community you're giving to. Really do your research. Um, I think that sometimes we give and maybe we haven't done the self-reflection to understand our own biases, um, to kind of understand really what's going on with particular communities. Um, and so we, because we don't fully understand, we may not give in wise ways. So my, my challenge to everyone as I stand on my soapbox is to really do that, that investigating to understand the, the communities that you want to protect, um, really understand the history of those communities and, you know, look within yourself to be able to 
um, see where you stand with that and be able to make a, a wise decision based on that reflection. So that is my, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but, <laughs> but I think yeah. that's how you make an impactful giving, you, you know, that's, that's how you right. give in a really meaningful way. <laughs> and that, and, and it feels that much better when you know that um, the community that you're giving to and, and how you can have an impact. So these are great words of wisdom. I so appreciate this, Jackie. Um, You clearly have a passion um, that, that, you know, you can, you can feel throughout everything you say. I can hear it in your words. Uh, (laughs) You're living your passion, which is great. So thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast, Fueling Transformation. So uh, look forward to interacting with you through Impact 100. Such a pleasure. Um, you know, awesome job today, Eileen. You made me feel so comfortable on the call. And, uh, you know, I hope that our listeners, you know, got some good tips there. And, uh, you know, again, if there are any questions, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help. But I hope this this helped you <laughs> in right. some way. Thank <laughs> you. Good, good food for thought. Uh, <laughs> thanks again, Jackie. Take care. Thanks, Thank you for listening to Fueling Transformation, hosted by Impact 100 Metro Detroit. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share and invite your friends and family to subscribe. Your rating and review of this episode also helps spread the word. You can learn more about the amazing work of Impact 100 Metro Detroit on our website at impact100metrodetroit.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Follow us for the latest happenings at Impact 100 Metro Detroit. Thanks again for listening.